Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, hello there, everyone, and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, your Minnesota Twins are 2 in one and in first place of the AL Central Division. Welcome back to the SB Nation Minnesota Twins podcast. It's great to have you here. Let's get right into it. In today's episode, we will be covering the recent COVID-19 outbreak for the Marlins that had everyone panicking, thinking baseball was going to be canceled. It still could in the next coming days, coming weeks, depending on tests going around the MLB, basically. And yes, we'll be covering that. I'll be brief because that's all we can talk about for an entire offseason. Uh, the Twins took two of three from Chicago on the opening series this weekend, so I'll be covering that, and then I'll preview the upcoming series against St. Louis. So yeah, a lot of stuff happening this week, more baseball than we've had in months, obviously, because we're back into it. So let's just start right here, the Marlins outbreak. This morning, uh, July 27th, it was revealed that at least 13 in the Miami organization have tested positive for COVID-19. This includes 11 players and two coaches, all anonymous because... We just don't know who the players are yet, or we may never know. Uh, the games between the Miami Marlins and Baltimore Orioles, as well as the Yankees and the Phillies, the Phillies were recently playing Miami just the other day, were all postponed, and they should be, if everything goes well and the Marlins are able to play again soon, should be made up eventually. The Yankees-Phillies one will be. And then there have been no serious discussions yet about canceling the season. The owners, as well as Rob Manfred, all had a meeting at about 12.30 Central time today. And they all discussed, they obviously discussed canceling the season, but nothing nothing came up, and the situation is very fluid, but the season will continue. There were actually games played today, and we'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, playing during a global pandemic is about as hard as we expected it to be, and we have our first outbreak. It's just, how far is MLB willing to go with these before they call it quits, pull the plug, and just cancel the whole thing? I don't know how they're going to handle 11 players on Miami you know, not being able to play, especially when they're revealed to be, they were revealed to be a lot of the core players. So this, I guess that's why you got 60 on a roster. They're going to be playing with a full minor league team. Obviously now competitively, the advantage goes way down for Miami, who already didn't have a great team coming in. So it's a tough situation. We'll have to see how it's handled over the next few days. But right now we're still playing baseball. Speaking of baseball, just over the weekend, the Minnesota Twins, your Minnesota Twins, took two of three from the White Sox in the opening series. They showed they were the better team. They outscored Chicago 27-17, to and everything kind of went their way except for Game 2, but we're going to get to that. The Twins, I mean, we, obviously, we knew going in they were going to be the good team. Chicago, they made a lot of new moves this offseason, and everyone, some people are predicting them to win the division. I think that's crazy. I mean... If you get it, you look really smart, but if you predict them in the Twins third, like I've seen, you just feel kind of dumb, because the Twins and the Indians are the superior teams in this division. I think that's pretty obvious still. Chicago, they've got uh, Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keuchel, but behind them, nothing. They got Ronaldo Lopez, they got Cease, they got a few more back there, but nothing that really scares you, and that was showed with Ronaldo Lopez. He couldn't get through the first inning in Game 3 with giving up a grand slam to Jake Cave, and then 
it was later revealed that he was pulled from the game because of injury, so hope he ends up alright, but he did end up giving up the four total runs to the Twins, and of course the Twins would go on to win that final game by a final score of 10-3. to So yeah, the Twins took two of three, and we're going to go over who was hot in the series. For the Twins, obviously, you know, Nelson Cruz, the American League Player of the Week. If they called the season, I guess that makes him the American League MVP as well, right? I'd, I'd say so. But yeah, Nelson Cruz through all three games. Of course, a very small sample size. 598 batting average, which is pretty good, with a 1.956 OPS. Still, of course, small sample size, but, you know, it's all we got to talk about, and it might be the only games we get this year. He also had three home runs. He just destroys the White Sox. I mean, they're even accusing him once again of using steroids, which I think happens every time Nelson Cruz hits a home run with whatever team he's playing against. But, yeah, so that's going on. The 10 runs bat- runs batted in as well for Cruz. Just the hottest start we've seen. Uh, Nash Walker, host of the Locked On podcast on Twitter, threw out this stat. He was the first player in Minnesota Twins history with 12 total bases and seven runs batted in in one game. And he did that in game three. Just going crazy at 40 years old. It's hard to believe, but he keeps doing it every year. You know, give him that and that Mookie Betts contract we just saw. <laughs> Moving on, we did see uh, Jake Cave. Um, he filled in nicely in his two games for the Twins. He obviously had the huge grand slam and the bases loaded single in the series. The grand slam coming against Ronaldo Lopez that I mentioned to give the Twins the early 4-0 lead. And in Game 1, he had the bases-loaded single that gave the Twins a 4-0 lead. So, he's just out here pad, padding the stats, padding the Twins' lead in all these first innings. He's been solid. He has, it was mentioned on the broadcast that he was been working a ton on his defense. That was a, a weak point for him last year, and it was noticed quite a bit. I, on Twitter, you can find very many highlights of him kind of just falling over, but he says he's improved. He says he's getting better, and that's great to see if the Twins can have him out there like, trust him defensively when Buxton goes out, because he'll make, Buxton will need his rest days when he comes back, then yeah, that's wonderful. He's, he might, he's probably the best fourth outfielder in baseball. He would start on many, many teams. The third player who we saw that did really well this year is Kenta Maeda, making his Twins debut. He went five innings, gave up just four hits, two earned runs, and six strikeouts. His slider and changeup were absolutely outstanding. He held right-handers Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Edwin Encarnacion, and Daniel Mendick to just 1-for-11 with 5 strikeouts in his uh, debut. He was outstanding. Uh, the trade looks great. Him for Gratterall. I don't know your opinions on that. Mine were, they have been shaky for since it happened. I go back and forth on it all the time. But, I mean, we got Kenta Maeda here until 2023. Of course, Gratterall would be longer, but it looks like Gratterall is a reliever, and Maeda will be a solid starter for years to come. I'm happy with him, and he performed very well in his first ever start. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, moving on to who was not so hot in this first series. Starting out, the game one starter, Jose Barrios. He was 
I mean, he, we've been waiting all year for him to make his great debut and shut down the White Sox and just show us he's finally that ace Cy Young type pitcher we need him to be. Sadly, he could only go four innings. They were all very rough. I think he only had one, one, two, three inning. And he got very few misbats and just one strikeout that came in his last inning. The Twins will absolutely need Jose Barrios down the stretch if they want to, well, win a playoff game for the first time in a thousand years, of course. But, yeah, just down the stretch to stay competing with the uh, Indians and perhaps the White Sox if they can, they can play like their fans think they can. But, yeah, Barrios, he's going to be key for the Twins, especially if Oda Rizzi remains out for a long time. But without him, it's looking like Barrios, uh, Dobnak, Maeda, Bailey, and Hill. They'll absolutely need Barrios to be that guy. The second one, the Twins' huge splash this offseason, Josh Donaldson. He, unfortunately, went just 1-for-10 this series with only one ball leaving the infield all series. His only hit was an infield single that hit off the glove of Tim Anderson at shortstop, diving play, but couldn't make it, and... Yeah, that was his only hit so far, so fortunately, uh, Donaldson is making good contact with a exit velocity of 93.9 miles per hour. That is, that if the season ended today, that would be the second best of his career. And he's also walking a lot at 28%. If he can just get the ball lifted and really get going, like I, I assume he will, he's a really good player, and they, obviously he'll show that this upcoming series, I think. Donaldson, if you're worried about him, don't be. He's one of the best players in baseball, and he should be fine. Moving on to the relief side of it, Zach Littell. He came in for game, game one, gave up four hits, got just one out, and then was pulled. He was kind of like this last season. He was obviously really good, but he would have an occasional bad inning where he comes in, can't get anyone out, and just you know gives up four runs or so. He has these innings that you just are concerned because it was the first of the season. Also, going back to last season, the last game he pitched in was uh, in Yankee Stadium during the playoffs when he came in, uh, hit a batter, couldn't get anyone out, and was pulled. Just, yeah, right after Jose Barrios in game one. It was a question bullpen decision after that, and, you know, hopefully Littell can recover and become the guy he was for most of the season last year. Just a reliever that looked like he'd turned a corner and become lights out. Unfortunately, he wasn't that during the series, and I hope we get to see him either in the St. Louis series or earlier in the Cleveland series. It'll be after that. Speaking of the St. Louis series, that is who the Twins play next. Starting tomorrow night, the Twins will play a two-game series uh, at home. It'll be their home opener for 2020. Both the Twins and the Cardinals have started out the series, or the season, sorry, 2-1. and one. And for game one, the matchup will be Carlos Martinez for the Cardinals versus Homer Bailey for the Twins. Uh, last season, Carlos Martinez did not start a single game, but in the bullpen, 48 games in the bullpen, he held a 3-1-7 ERA and a 9-8-7 strikeout uh, K per nine. So he was solid out there. You just wonder how that's going to translate to the rotation. Maybe he'll only be able to go three to four innings, just because even uh, full-blown starting pitchers like Barrios or Giolito can only go a few right now just because they're not in full gear. So someone who's transitioning to the starting rotation, you wonder how that's going to go, how far he'll be able to go. Homer Bailey will be making his Minnesota Twins debut. He was excellent last year once traded to Oakland, and if he, if he can continue that success in the Twins uniform, it'll look like a great signing for the Twins. I'm probably more excited than most to see Homer Bailey pitch because how excited really can you be? 
He's nothing special, but he can get the job done. In game two, uh, it'll be Miles Miles Mikolas versus Rich Hill. Rich Hill and Homer Bailey were signed on the same day. It was kind of you know, it was, the announcement was weird because we were all waiting for Zach Wheeler or Hyunjin Ryu or Madison Bumgarner, but then they announced uh, Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. It's kind of kind of left a weird taste in our mouths, but they're both gonna be pitching this series. And who would have thought Rich Hill would be the opening day rotation? That's what happens when the season starts in late July, I suppose. But yeah, Miles Mikolas last year, 30, started 32 games, held a 4-1-6 ERA, 7-0-4-K per nine, which is quite low. Wonder how that'll go against the Minnesota Twins. And then Rich Hill, he will also, like Homer Bailey, be making his Minnesota Twins debut. Was supposed to happen in Game 2 against the White Sox. There was no injury concern, the Twins just decided to push him back to this game just to keep him ready, keep him fresh, because... He is getting up there in age, and he has had many, many injury concerns, even dating back to just a month ago or so. So yeah, that's game two. Miles Michaelis, Rich Hill. Hope the Twins can, you know, pull at least one of these games off, so we'll see how that goes. Anyways, let's hope baseball can continue in a safe manner. The players can all stay safe, coaches stay safe, everyone around them is able to stay safe, basically. The, yeah, the Twins did beat up on the White Sox, so we can all celebrate that for one more day until we play the Cardinals tomorrow night. It was great. Waiting on, it was worth, well, I don't know if it was, I'd rather have obviously played on the regular opening day, but the situation will not allow that, but it was worth waiting to see the Twins take two out of three from the White Sox. And then, get ready for some very competitive baseball tomorrow. I think the Cardinals will present a great challenge to the Twins. They were both playoff teams last year. Both division winners, unless I'm mistaken, but yeah, it'll be great. I think they'll present a much better challenge than the White Sox. I'm going to, all season long, be just trashing the White Sox because that's how I have fun here. So get ready for that. But yeah, it's going to be great. So I hope everyone had a good time. Uh, I'll be on probably in two or three more days. So keep checking my Twitter at Coop Carlson, C-O-O-P-C-A-R-L-S-O-N for updates. So yeah, thanks for listening and I'll check in with you guys later next week.